0: good again yeah. i watched some of your podcasts and they're really good inspiring like desire to inspire keep up the good work um take care of yourself um yeah Bye. desire to inspire podcast i'm jerome i'm a youth mentor entrepreneur and I talk about my life what i do and if you take 20 percent of what i say and apply it you definitely make some change in your life and um, <clears throat> I forgot to say, like, all of this music you hear is my music, by the way. Like, I've got so much, like, lists of so many, like, unfinished songs, just ideas and whatever it is. So, literally, I'm just making use of them. So, if anyone likes the music, they like it, you know. And I'm using the music for my own content, my own podcast, you know. My nephew's at the beginning of this podcast, bro. Like, the whole point why I do this, right, is to inspire the youth and, you know, people in my family that want that, right. And I feel like for me... I don't want to be a hypocrite, I don't want to be a walking contradiction, right? But at the same time, I always want to push the notion that no one's perfect. Everyone's a work in progress. Everyone's trying to do their best, um, to be the best human being they they can be. And I'm a perfect, again, like I said. So I want to just put out stuff that people can at least take something from, right? And life's not promised. So for me, I'm just here every day, like, just thinking about how I can better my life. And just now, like, looking at, like, the sacrifice part of it, like, in terms of my life, and and like my family. Now like obviously I don't have my own family. So I genuinely believe that I don't have to have any obligation to anybody <clears throat> regardless because you know, you gotta be super focused. And it's like, I can see the effects of it already. Like with my mom, my little brothers and all this stuff that's going on right now. It's like raw, like I've really not been around like, because of, you know, there's a level of selfishness you have to have if you like, if you wanna be focused. And I know like people say show face and be there now and again, but my effort it takes to really just, for me, live life in terms of like, you know, manage the money coming in and managing, you know, the day to day and then just saying, okay, this is what I'm building. I got to do this all the time. And then, you know, so it's very difficult, I feel for myself to accept the sacrifices I'm I'm taking. But at the end of the day, that's just what it is, right? And um, when I get involved in it, like really involved in it, I'm super passionate. So my energy like is so high that, sometimes when I get to put point of focus that nothing else matters. Like literally I don't think about anything else but like, okay, I'm working towards this. And Ryan Holiday said this and, and maybe it's true, right? And it's stuck in me. I watched a I think it was a YouTube video Ryan Holiday. If you don't know him, he's wrote Ego's the enemy, um he's wrote Obstacles the Way and other books as well, but that's only two that I read. But in an interview he says that life is very complex. Right. And you know, if we have an argument with our wife for instance that's complicated. There's a lot of stuff to work out and you know, but if you work, if you're sitting from a computer, it's simple. You know what you're doing? You're just working. So I genuinely, I resonate with that because I feel that's me. I feel like for me, work is my escape. It makes me feel good. I generally like work um, and I I use it as something to help me, right? Because it does, it does. It it makes me feel good. I feel like for me, being in that bubble of um, this, this lone worker in entrepreneurship, most of the time it is you find dreaming in what you do. Like I, I genuinely find in dreaming like me the whole newness of working in a school and working with the youth of a different age and just this this, this this whole what I'm doing right now is a whole different experience to what I had before and obviously I feel like it's so so important that a year and a half i have done that in primary and now I'm here in secondary and I'm seeing everything that I'm doing and and just seeing the small changes that I'm making, like even now, like leading the Black Youth, like I was scared. I don't want to. That's like I don't want to do it. I do, but I feel like I was pushed into that, that, that that corner of like, okay, we want you to be the leader now. You know, we want you to do this now. And I'm like, wow, like, have I, am I ready? Like, you know. But ended, I want to be the change. So you just got to push yourself in it, and that's just what it is, man. So for me, I'm honored enough to even be in this position where I am now, to do the stuff I'm doing right now, and you know. That's all this is about, man, like, you know, it's for the youth, man. That's all I got. That's all it's about. The youth that want to make the change. And a lot of people would look at, even me, I look at certain youth workers and all this stuff and I think, okay, what about people in your family? But you got to look at it's that people aren't ready. If people aren't ready, regardless if you've got a a blood tie, they're not ready for the change and they don't want the change. There's there's a whole different thing of like preaching to someone and pushing someone to do something that they don't want to do themselves. So... For me, all I can do is just say stuff, right? I can't, you can't make no one um, do anything but just planting the seeds. I was saying that to my niece, like, on the weekend, like, plant the seeds. One day, they will see it and find it, you know? So, yeah, man, it's just it's just been a hard... It's For me, I haven't done a podcast for a while because it's been a hard, you know, week, you know, emotionally, mentally. I've never had time to do any side projects or nothing. I've been richly just being in family mode, right? And I just love it. I do. I genuinely love it and... But I love this too. Like, I love it a lot. Like, I generally am. I'm, like, I'm a slave to my ambition. I love working and love creating something out of nothing. And yeah, it's hard to tie the two. So, even though I've said this before in the podcast, is like people will push you to say, oh, yeah, you need to have this, by this and this and that. But look, I've got my plan. I literally made a plan this year to say, look, five years, let's really build this wealth. What I've been doing is great. I can do more with the wealth and the experience I've had already. Um, wealth and knowledge. Sorry, so that that's kind of where I'm at with it, you know. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just again, I'm just a big student of where I am right now in terms of the school environment. Who knew five years ago, who well, I'll be doing this right? And I'm so enthusiastic, I'm so passionate. I want to learn everything. I want to make mistakes to grow. I want to do new stuff. I want to have new experiences. So um, there's a book that I got called um, it was on Amazon. I only just brought it, and I'm just reading it this week. Called Um Black Appetite White Food and it's about the racial equality in schools. Um and I would watch a programme even like till today and uh I was in the school, obviously I started, you know, doing the every week leading the black kids and, you know, talking about hair and colorism and stereotypes and I'm just like nervous, excited and, you know, all sorts of emotions, right? But I'm and and all of it I'm honoured, right? When you know, when they leave and they say, Oh, thank you, sir, or you know, thanks. I'll see you next time, sir. And you know, I just love. I'm in a I'm in a leadership position. Like it's just like, and I didn't I didn't pine that out. You know, and I was I was I was saying it today. Like I even walked into a, um, a year seven Black History month class, and that was like random, right? I didn't even know I meant to be in there. So I ended up walking in, and there's a white lady. She was there, and it was just I loved it. I did because I was involved in the in the, in the discussion. And I was at the back of the class, it was like I was there between two tables and we was there talking about like race and like and it was just so interesting for me to be there. It was, you know, just to see that. And I loved it. I loved being part of the change. And I remember like being in that group, I don't know if you know I go to a group every week for like an hour to talk about race and stuff with the year elevens. And we was talking about, okay, what problems do people have in terms of like, you know, what, you know, um race and what We want to talk about, you know, and we talk about issues and it's great, but we always want to talk about solutions or where we are. And I just remember talking about interracial relationships at university. And I was in 2008 and I was about 21. I never had that school. Like I never had that school, right? So we've already moved somewhere already. If they're talking about in year 11, like we've never, and we're having white people champion it. Like I said, I've been held up and put in this position because of that, because of that, because the lady that runs the black history month from the school come to me, like she's white. You know what I mean? The lady that I do lunch on supervision with, she's white, she's Jewish. Like, my deputy head, he's white, he's Irish. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, and then the other, there's other teachers that see me. they know I'm the only young black male in the school. Like, it's not it's not hard to see. And they're just pushing that I'm helping me. Like, I just look at that, I think, look, it's gonna take, my dad said this, white people to, to make change for black people that just see equality and just wanna see change and see injustice and wanna, you know, it's gonna be them. And that's just what it is. Um, so, you know, when I'm in the meeting, there's all of these teachers that want to help me and push me and support me, I can see it. And um, you're getting involved in discussions. I, you know, I just love it. I'm being honest with you. And I just, I do, I feel a bit insecure about my spelling and my, you know, my handwriting and all this stuff. And I don't think I'm intelligent at all. But at the end of the day, all that doesn't matter because I'm here to be a leader. So we got to learn as we go, try our best to work through that, you know. And that main thing is owning it all. You know, the main thing is owning everything, owning everything because, we can't just say hooray, hurry when everything's great. We've got to say, okay, what we're not good at. I love looking at holes and stuff because I can grow from it, you know. Um, but I don't know what the future holds. All I know is that I'm building this foundation. I'm in the school. I'm getting experience every single day. I'm gaining new experiences every week. And I'm going out my way and I'm making the effort. This isn't For me, this is just a job. Um, so I genuinely love it and... Um, I remember speaking to another staff member about the role I'm doing, we speaking to the youth and whatever, and they were saying, oh yeah, I watched this, this thing on TV, and it was called, the school that tried to end racism, uh, and I just saved that on bookmark or whatever. He sent it to me about WhatsApp actually, and I watched it just just today actually, and it was so interesting where they were doing these experiments where year seven kids, and one of the things that I never really realized until she said it, was that people don't realize race in early years of secondary, like seven and eight, it's pretty much mixed. And even in primary, the whole way, kids don't really see race. But when you get into the, you know, the eight, nine and ten, then we get to the groups. I've seen it, right? Maybe more like nine and ten, to be honest. I've got a group of like, kids that are all white. So they already understand it at that point. In year ten, there's a group of like, black kids. Then year eleven's kind of the same. So I feel like, I didn't realize that until she said it. I was like, wait a minute, that's actually true. In the early years of, secondary, you're not really aware of race and race. Your friends are just your friends, right? But as you get older something happens where you understand you're different or you understand people see you different so you act differently. And even I start to reminisce in my secondary school days and like when I started chilling with the basketball guys and all of this stuff, like later on it was just I only started to realise that. Like I remember walking around like I think I was about 15, 16, to school and saying, Wow, all the basketball people are black, like black males, like they just didn't clock it like Looking back at it, that's what really it what it was. But um, yeah, man, I just, I'm, I'm underst- I'm learning, I'm learning myself. I think I'm understanding certain things. I feel like I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about the what I'm trying to do. And I'm just learning in general, like the stuff that I didn't know. Look, like, I picked up a book about, you know, the the like I said, the Black Appetite book and whatever. That was based on another book called um, Black Labour, White Wealth. Um, And I think I talked about it before, where Dr. Boyce Watkins talks about that book. And he says that the person that made it, um, called Claude Anderson, said that if black people don't become economically strong in the next generation, we're going to get wiped out. Which means that in 20 years, we need to be ahead of the game in terms of race. And yeah, it was so so key, because I know he's talking about America and all this stuff, but I'm trying to do this... do this for me, for my family, of course, what I was born into, and for the next generation of just people. So, as long as I'm on Earth, I'm living for a purpose, living for a legacy, living for an empire, I'm trying to build. And in that time it comes with a time sacrifice. And it is what it is. Like, I don't know what else to say. It's it's hard. I I, I don't, there's no, uh, there's no happy ending, right? It's just, we just got, this, we're the sacrificial guys. Like Jesus was a sacrificial guy. In the process, Um, so yeah, I watched that and it was very very eye opening. I listened to a YouTube video called um, uh, "What Was It Called?" Young Claude Anderson, yeah, about the Black Labour White Wealth. I need to re-listen to it. But in the documentary about ending school racism, there was a thing called the cycle of oppression, which I'm going to go into a little bit more. I found it very interesting, um, where it talked about kind of what prejudices, discrimination, what stereotypes are, just breaking it down, it's very interesting. Um, but I feel it's so key to educate these people, on, the children on race at this age, on this level, because it really opens your eyes to how society sees you and how growing up as an adolescent or growing up as a, a young adult, really, yeah, it just really just makes you look at the world differently. For me, I never really looked at race until university, like, properly. But then I really look at it, it's class. It's really, if you really look at it, it's really class. And then you break down in terms of like class. And cause I remember like seeing this girl ages ago, right Nicole, and like we were both entrepreneurs. I met her online or whatever. And we were both black, we were polar opposites. Like I'd be honest with you, like, since I've been however old I've known, I've known, fortunately I've known people that have gone to jail, she's never known any. And she asked me, what have they done? And I said, they've done this, this, that. She's never known anybody in her life that's gone to jail. That is more of a class thing. And money and all of this stuff, right? So, unfortunately, a lot of people that came here in the fifties, they are in poverty. Like this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the next generation of black wealth. Like it's it's about a lot of people's generation didn't build. Then didn't build after. Some people did. Like I got aunties and that, and you know, see my stepdad and certain people doing certain things, but a lot of people done it later on in life like in terms of like maybe we in the middle of their 30s because remember when you're trying to build a child in your life and it's hard to do these things right? um so yeah that's it's, it's all i can say really but my whole goal is to create that generational wealth not just for myself but for my family and for the next generation of just people in general and be enough of an inspiration so it can quadruple and, 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 and duplicate um so i'm gonna do a little bit more research on this race thing um yeah, and, just, and go back to the school. I've got a week off now. It's after term. So I'm just going to spend this time to go over some of the stuff that I've learned and seen and, you know, go over some of the online courses I've done. The best thing about online is that you can go over it again and again and again. There's no time limit. So I'm going to go over the challenging behaviour young people, lessons in behaviour management. I'm going to go over my youth work at level three. Just go over these things again. Um, And obviously, like, I got, like, some ideas to kind of, like, obviously in-house train some of the mentors and stuff. So there's a lot of work to be done and I feel like in this time I don't know secondary over again I've had a few days of like being with the family and stuff and giving my energy to that. Now I'm gonna give it to myself for a couple of days and then I'll go back maybe at the tail end of the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um but yeah, that's about it really. I just I just had something to eat. I'm just winding down for the evening. I just thought I would um record a podcast. It's been a while. Um but I'm enjoying it. I am. Especially when my nephew um sends me a voice note like that. Like, you know that's what I do it for. That's the whole that is what keeps me going. Like I wouldn't even be recording this today if my nephew didn't send me that. But then you really realise what you're doing is bigger than you, then you move differently. When you know that you're trying to create something, a future, a vision, then it's a whole another ball game. Um, so I love it, he's only 11, the fact that someone around him is doing something great, and he can see it happen, it's so, so key, and I feel like, my I don't want to go too much in my ideas, but I feel like between my mentorship and all the stuff that's involved in it, like even, there's so there's much, I don't want to go too much into what I'm doing, um, I just want to do it, and then once it's ready to share, I'll, I'll share it, but yeah, man, it's about putting my head down, working, putting everything into it. I remember seeing the Kobe Bryant thing. Um, rest in peace, Kobe, man, my idol, right? And he was saying that a lot of people play basketball with their passion, and then when they get money, they fall off, right? But the people that dedicate their whole life to it is a whole other thing. It's a whole nother thing. It's your life. I remember someone saying to me today, like, oh, had COVID stopped your work? And I'm like, I work, my life is my job. You know what I mean? It's not, I, I do this when I come off work. I do this when I'm not working. I don't need to get paid to do this because I'm building something, right? So, yeah, man, like, I'm going to keep going. Life's not promised. You only got one life. Life is short. All of this stuff is great, but we got we got to make change. And I, already I'm I'm honoured again to be in this position to lead the youth and be a part of the conversations. And and f- 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 for me, for young black males, I'll be honest with you, right? I can count how many young black males are employed in schools, Um and we wanna maybe change that. Like I said, like I wanna be able to change the fact that there's, you know, a lot of women in primary schools and, you know, not a lot of male uh to be in my school is pretty mixed and I think in secondary generally it is, but there's still a massive in terms of the leadership, right? A lot of the head of the years are, are females. So we really gotta look at it differently. Obviously my deputy and my head is both males, but we're talking about classroom, we're talking about intimate, you know, we're close to the children, like not someone that's so high up so yeah man i'm loving it i'm enjoying it the feedback from the children i've only been there since september to now the feedback from the children that i got a good relationship with them they listen to me i've had to put myself in roles where i've done detention i've done inclusion i've done ta and i've done you know what i mean but even though i'm there as a mentor i'm there doing other things because presence is key presence is key i'll say it one more time presence is key just being there the most important thing don't try and find all the answers you might not know but the fact that you're there someone said that to me in the a primary school in a fulham is a good thing so i'm going to end it there this is a short one i'm going to end you with this you can do anything don't let anyone tell you you can't and you're the biggest believer belief is your best friend keep believing and keep dreaming it's jerome from desire to inspire podcast I'm gone.